on air right now. Yo, what up, everybody? Caught you off guard there by going live without even telling you. So, um, <laughs> hey, listen, everybody, this is going to be um, an episode a two, a number two of a, a, a with my man here. Um, had him, I think, like right when the podcast first started, or like six months into starting it. Now he's, you know, going into his third year, or just started his third year. So, um, real quick, man, introduce yourself for everybody who does not know you, and then we'll hop right into it. Because I got to be honest, man, I love, I love that you came to me with this idea for this episode because it's something that we haven't done yet. And and I like it. I like it a lot. So I, I think everybody has a lot to um, take out of this episode, and it's gonna be it's gonna be freaking fun. I'm 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 gonna enjoy it. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely. I think this podcast has helped me a lot because you know I listened every day, and I'm sure it's helping a lot of other recruiters and marines out there. So uh, first and foremost, my name is I. Uh, I mean, formally just Joshua Roan. Uh, <laughs> but for those in the Marine Corps, uh, Staff Sergeant Roan. I'm over in RS Houston. I don't really care about telling you where i'm at because i don't do anything stupid to get me in trouble but uh RS Houston, <laughs> eighth marine corps district um so i'm over with rss baybrook uh, and i've been out here since december of 21 so i'm i'm pretty much at my three-year mark and i'm I, you know on kind of the horizon getting ready to mm. head back to the fleet but i definitely want to get on here and just yeah kind of piggyback off of the first songs here because i remember mm-hmm. you and i were talking bennett and you're yeah, like hey yeah. like when you get to that point like let's talk and see <laughs> yeah, change man. and yeah. i definitely want to cover some good stuff definitely bro so i love um i gotta be honest man so just so everybody knows what this episode's gonna be about this episode's gonna be us talking about um some different things right so we're gonna be and before i even get into that a couple of things one always remember benny Stat Sergeant Bennett, whoever you want to call me, is not an 8412, okay? So anything that you hear out of these episodes is strictly opinion. It's not doctrine. So don't go running telling anybody, hey, I'm doing this because Benny told me to. That is not how this works. Um, I created the podcast um, This and this segment especially just to talk about the mental health on the duty. I came back on the duty so I could actually talk even further more about what I'm going through right now, because now I can talk about the duty from my standpoint back again on tour two, and I can and have people help me. Right. So understand that, again, this is not something coming from Mick This is not somebody coming from your training team. This is just an 8411, you know, two 8411s talking to each other right now about the duty, the mental health aspect of it. So without further ado, getting into the topic. So the topic of discussion tonight it's going to be the third year recruiter mindset, right? And let's talk about reality, right? So one, there's going to be multiple different types of third year recruiters, okay? Um, there's the third year recruiter who's going to go into the third year, not give it a damn. Um, they, they don't care. They drop their pack at some point. Or you also have, you know, I'll talk about him right now. Um, I, I didn't even know this guy. So I didn't even meet this guy. I, I met him on Instagram and then throughout Instagram found out that he was in the RS that I'm in. And I actually never met him face to face, but I kept seeing him on the leaderboard all of the time. Sergeant doused on the leaderboard, on the leaderboard. And then yesterday we were at all hands and my commanding, it was the last award for the day. And my commanding officer starts talking about this Marine. He doesn't say the Marine's name. And he starts talking about how this Marine all the way up until the last day of orders um, and getting a, he had to end the, he was told that he ended up having to go out to Japan unaccompanied 
And he was leaving recruiting duty to go out there and do that. And even though he was on his last 30 days of recruiting duty, he was still writing and he was still doing everything he could for his team. Right. So that's why I say realistically, you, you've got you've got those three different types of recruiters. The one who's going to drop their pack, the one who's going to eh, do a little bit, you know, not give up, but not fully be committed like he was his first two years. And then that third guy who's going to continue to be who he was the entire three years. Right. Um, but what we're here to talk about is just just that mentality. Right. So you going into your third year, man, what um, how are you feeling going into it? And and you had mentioned something about the, the new recruiter in your office. And we'll talk about that um, because he his standpoint, I, we've all been there. Right. But um, how, how do you feel going into your third year? Like what's what's going on with you? Well. It's you know, it's kind of um, surreal because. I remember when I first hit the streets, I'm like, dude, these three years are going to be rough, you know? And I wasn't that I wasn't like a, a, someone who could talk to people. It's just hearing the stories and knowing like, is this going to be something I can at least make it, you know? Um, and when I uh, came up to my th uh, third year, like literally just this month, um, I was like, wow, actually I'm kind of on the horizon. I'm, I'm on my way out. But it made me realize from all the mentors I've had, especially being in the RS I'm at, um, to really think i can't drop my pack um especially where i come from and you always got to remember where you come from like i'm an infantryman by trade i'm 0331 uh now currently in 0369 and um it's just not in our blood to really do that and not saying other marines aren't like that but uh to the fact that when i'm on my third year and uh, there's a lot of recruiters that just they're done they don't care they'll do what they can but they don't care i didn't want to be it that way so now that i'm out on my third year i'm looking and and seeing what else can i do to set myself up for success and even more so in the mindset of what can i do to make sure the guy that's taking my spot is at least set up for success um because i'm not trying to throw names out there or anything but um the recruiter i replaced um he dropped pack and and I'm going to be blunt. So for those that are listening to this podcast, I'm blunt as fuck. Uh, of course, I'm not going to say anything that's, you know, a reflection of the DOD, um, reflection of my RS. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, But, but uh, like, my he 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 dropped the fuck pack. And he he literally just didn't care. Um, and he didn't care about himself nor about recruiting to the point where, like, I would walk into schools and, you know, I, I would call some of the kids and say, hey, like, you know, at Staff Sergeant with the Marines, saw you a couple of times, uh, do you, do you remember at least, you know, do you know the Marine Corps, which are like idea of the Marine Corps is like, oh, all I know is that fat recruiter. Um, mm. you know, and I was like, damn, like that hurt. Mm. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to set up my replacement as a 30 recruiter with a shitty outcome. Like, I don't want to come in and like say I get fat or I yeah. just didn't give a fuck about kids or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and that's how I'm looking at it. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit like more relaxed. I'm like not, because uh, what we have in office is a really good mentality for those that have like really bad bonding in their offices mm -hmm. a lot of the other recruiters in our office we joke a lot but we have this like fuck it mentality and excuse my language but yeah um the screw it or fuck it mentality it's like hey if the kid backs out fuck it like find the next yeah. one uh if if, it, if you know let's say kid fails the as up fuck it find the next yeah. one yeah um i'm not and, gonna like I'm sorry yeah. i'm not gonna like yeah get i'm not gonna like get our over like strong over these these kids or these situations but i definitely want to set myself up as a third recruiter so that I'm thinking long term that my yeah my replacement can look well too. <clears throat> no, yeah, man, it, and it's um you know and it's it's you're right, right? When it comes to that effort mentality, right? Because and, and this is the thing about recruiting duty that you can't 
And this is why, like I said this recently, you know, when people were like, oh, what's the harder duty, drill instructor or recruiting? And I was like, dude, you can't teach recruiting. Like, there's nothing that you could do your whole entire career up until BRC that can really get you ready for recruiting duty. But drill instructor, you're kind of molded for it your entire career, right? You learn drill. You do these things at, at different PME courses, right? And you, you know all of the things realistically nine times out of ten, right? But when you come, no, nothing can teach you about being a third year recruiter until you've gone through three years right so like when you and you were saying this before but i remember walking into the office right after brc before brc and i remember walking into the office after brc and i remember looking at the pool board and seeing all i'm not the pool board the the that really isn't a name for it but the board that has all the poolies and the marines right the one that says the free like the process right and i remember seeing you know, Sergeant Romaine's face and then next to him, six poolies. And then I remember seeing Rodriguez and she had 12 poolies. And I remember looking at that and then my face now being there with nothing next to it and thinking like, bro, I, I don't see myself ever having 12 or 15 poolies. Like I, there's no way. And, and then, and then you look at the recruiter when you're, you know, you're coming in and you're struggling to get appointments, but you look at that senior recruiter and they're sitting, they've got their feet up on the desk, they've done nothing all day, and it's like 6 o'clock, and the boss is like, hey, what do you have for tomorrow? And they quickly look at their phone, and they're like, I got two regular meals tomorrow, grads uh, coming in. And then you look at them, and you're like, dude, you haven't done anything there all day. And they're like, bro, I have a Rolodex of people that I've sat down with over the past oh, yeah. three years that I can just call back at any moment, right? <clears throat> and 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 then I remember being that first-year recruiter, and you're like, dude, what? And it's like, but you don't realize that, the war that went on for three years to get to that point. Right. And, and that's what it is. Right. And I'll be real with you coming back out here and being on my second tour. It's freaking rough, man. Like I, I'll be real, dude. Like I, I know that I have four years of recruiting duty experience and I have a podcast. Um, but I, I feel like I'm a first tour dude, man, because guess what? I, I have no working file. I have nobody in my phone. Like I'm, I'm, I'm starting from scratch in a brand new AO. So I, you know, so I feel like that first tour recruiter, and 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 I'm looking at the other guys in my office and stuff like that who've been here for nine months. We don't have any third year recruiters. Everybody in my office, dude, is still within their first MOJT. Like literally, um, our most senior recruiter is I think he just hit his ten month. But like, but but I'm saying like I, I know exactly how like and I'm at four years. Sorry, I'm at four years of experience, but I feel like I'm right back at square one, right? Yeah. Because I I'm in an AO like you're talking about, right? Where I walk into the school and they're like, "Hey, man, we haven't seen the Marine Corps in four years," and I'm like, "Whoa, right?" And I'm like, "Dude," because we had gap sectors, we had all this stuff, so it's just like, "Dude, what happened?" So. For that first year recruiter who's you know just coming out of brc and you're frustrated because you see all these senior recruiters killing it understand what they had to go through to get to that point um and and that's the biggest thing especially with now right you know like what you know what you came out here as genesis was beginning right so now genesis has been he's been out it's been out here for a while but one of the things that i've noticed in my time of being out here for six months now is it's not so i didn't want to admit it i did not want to admit it at all that there was a big difference between the, the my two tours and i gotta now i have to right 
because yeah. back in the day, I could write four in a month like that, bro. Like I could write four in a month, no freaking problems. Now I've got to do, do double, triple the amount of work. I, I've got to get triple the amount of NWAs to get one kid to land, right? And 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 that's not something that we can change, you know. So now the amount of work that goes into writing a four or a two or a three is a lot more than it used to be because of Genesis and because of other reasons, right? So what are some things, you know, you going into your third year that you're just looking forward to that you've learned? Like, what are your biggest takeaways in the two years that you've been out here, man? So uh, you get, you hit a couple of those uh, points, Bennett, that I actually want to talk about. So one, the first one you said was, you know, that recruiter kicking his feet up and everyone has those grad mails ready to go, but didn't do any prospecting. Um, the one thing I definitely want to talk about to some of the new recruiters are listening to this is don't damn like neglect the freaking freshmen and sophomores. Uh, cause those are my seniors right now. Um, so like, don't neglect those guys. The reason being is because, um, I get it. It's, they're not going to benefit you at all, but they will down the road. And if you hear from your RIs, your senior recruiters, the work you put in your first year is going to lay a great foundation for your third year. That was my foundation was when I would do table displays. Um, and it was taught to me early. He was like, don't neglect anybody in your schools, even if it's freshmen, talk to them. Uh, and I, I took that seriously. So, you know, and then we'll talk about it later in the podcast. But like for me, schools is really, really big for me. That's where I make a lot of my money. Uh, I would talk to freshmen. I would talk to sophomores. Uh, of course, I wouldn't put all my effort into it, but I wouldn't be the recruiters like, cool, man. See you later. Bye. Like, I want to I talk to a junior or senior. I would build rapport with them. I would talk to them to the point where they remember me that that was a recruiter that didn't like tell them to fuck off essentially. Um, and now they're my seniors now. And that's one thing that I, I definitely, I learned uh, early in my first year that really like made me big into my, my last year, because if I neglected them, I seen a couple of recruiters do that. Like they neglected them and those seniors want nothing to do with them. They're like, Oh, I remember you. And those kids remember. Uh, and, and that really, that really played a, a big part in me. The other thing too that you um, I mentioned in a couple podcasts or episodes you said ago was the telephone call. Um, I had to, I actually wanted to listen to that again and actually like rekindle some of the stuff I heard was, uh, you know, you you gotta I basically talk to everybody and you gotta continuously phone like do TCs because that's the only way you can get better at them. Better at them. Um, one thing that my boss, which I'll talk about later, he, he's the new boss I have, is amazing boss. He is a saying that I'm sticking to is that uh, I'd rather have new business and old business because you never know, especially with Genesis, either they won't work or they back out. And and if they back out, that could have been your only person you were banking on. Always work new business. Um, and for me, even if the kid has got some issues or something like that with Genesis working, uh, you never know if those Bumeds come back uh, and, and they're literally for a rainy day. I actually had yeah. that two months ago. I was on a two, so I was, I was set, but uh, I I still worked him. I still went to the appointments with him. Um, I sent it up. I, you know, sent it up to Maps. I put her in the in the portal, and then out of nowhere, I got a, you know, the, the waiver tracker came back saying Bumet approved, and that was a three for me. I wrote a three, yeah. got a reward for it. Um, so those <laughs> are the big takeaways that I definitely want to – I put, came into my third year was doesn't matter if you're third year and you're doing good, still TC, still yeah, prospect, yeah. because – you one set up for the next recruiter and two, you never know if that kid you're banking on doesn't make it or backs out. And now you're going to be on a nut. Yeah. Um, and then talk to your freshmen in your first year and your sophomores. Uh, Cause one key thing I want to, I want to cover is 
it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're if you're nice to every single person and you at least have a conversation with them, maybe mm-hmm. they may not go through, but they know somebody who will. Even freshmen know seniors. Even yeah, freshmen dude. know grads. Yeah. <clears throat> And it's and it's also like going back to like the Bumed thing and the Genesis thing, right? Is that something if you're coming in here now or you're somebody out here, you've you you're learning, right? Is that the NW the process the C to C chain isn't like it used to be, right? So you don't even you don't really know the world of what I grew up in, right? So when I was back on the streets from 2017 to 2021, dude, it was easy for me to meet a kid on Friday. You know, meet a kid on Friday and get a walk on spot for Monday, SDP him Monday and then ship him the same way. Like, like those were things that those were common, bro. It happened all the time. Right. It, it was, was only easy. right. It, I don't want to say it was easy to write, you know, for, but realistically, you kids were good joining. Right. They, Genesis didn't exist. People weren't popping for things. Right. So now it's very different. But back to what you were saying about the whole Bumid process is that like. You've got to understand, and this is like I've never agreed with a bag, right? I've I've never agreed with the bag mentality, right? A lot of people have it. Oh, have the bag. No, I don't agree with it, especially in today's Marine Corps recruiting. I can't afford to have a bag. Everybody I meet is going up on deck. Why? Because I got to start the process. I don't I don't know how long it's going to take. So real, and that so you could meet a kid today, but they're not going to come through for f- five or six weeks. You don't know, right? So now you, you it, it makes things harder because you also have to continue to build rapport with that person ongoing through their entire BUMED process. Because the worst thing ever is it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it happen, is a kid get 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 approved for the waiver process and then go to another branch. And it's and and realistically, it's a it's a plethora of things. It's you stop talking to him because you were working on somebody else. The kid got busy doing something else, and now by the time this waiver gets pushed through, they no longer want to do it. And these are all man hours that you just didn't you lost now that you can't do anything about, right? So it's important that you have to keep these people in check. You got to keep them coming to the office where, and and keep them freaking motivated and and also understanding and telling them the process like hey listen man like this could take months like we don't know now um and and having that open communication but it's also like you said you can't stop working bro like you there's never a moment where you can let off the gas because you like you have as an office you could be on for you know this is what happened literally what happened to us we were on um i think we were on for six and we had four early on in the month like we were good and we were like, okay, we're doing well. We're doing well. We didn't stop prospecting. But everyone else we sent up the rest of the month got hit. And it was just like, dude, and it's not even like we didn't have bodies. It was just literally every everybody got hit. And it was like, dude, what are we going to do, right? And, but now, you know, the next month, all those people are now players for the next month. But that's why you have to be on a constant grind. And you have to constantly bring in new, new NWAs, new people. And... You know, so like, how have you seen that transpire over the time that you've been out here? And and how would you say that you've used that to work for you? Like, how does that like, does it motivate you to keep working? Does it like motivate you to keep, you know, and like you said, you know, people know people who know people. So like to kind of tell us about that, man. Uh, so obviously those for three years of working hard and heavy, uh, it does take a toll on you. But that's why, you know, you put in your SNR, you take 
go to the gym, you, you find some sort of like small amounts of dopamine that can keep, get you back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does help to have a good boss that sees that. Like, I, I'm thankful that I've been blessed with pretty good bosses. Uh, I had one temporary boss that, um, didn't really make the cut, but I had two really good bosses who valued, you know, you know, keeping that mentality clean and healthy and refreshed so that you can attack it. But for me, uh, it was just continuously working in, in, in being in my schools, uh, uh, mind you, like if I didn't want to TC enough one day, I would be in my community the other day. Uh, and the one thing that really got to me even heavy later on in the game was just like you were talking about, Benny, was uh, I had a senior who was wanting to be in the military since he was a freshman. Um, and he came to me and he actually brought me another person who he's he's one of my police right now. But um, he was a wrestler and he remembered me. And, and it's kind of crazy. We talk about talking to the freshmen and being in the schools. He said, I remember you because you came to the wrestling practice and wrestled around with us um, when I was a freshman. So, like, obviously he knew me. He understood who I was uh, and it made it come in. But I lost him because I had so many people working. I forgot about him and I needed med docs for his mm. knee surgery. And I was too late on it. And he came in and said, hey, man, I'm switching the army. And I thought he was joking because he was a jokester. Uh, I was like, bro, Musa, like, quit playing around, bro. I know you want to be a Marine. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm here to pick up my stuff. Like, I'm, I got a good opportunity to go to the army. And it's like, and obviously, I try to battle a little bit. I didn't, and that's the thing for, you know, first years and even second years. Like, battle it just enough, but maintain the relationship. That's yeah. really, really important. Because if you battle it too much, then they just don't want nothing to do with you. They think yeah, you're like, yeah. you depend on them and everything. Like I battled it a couple of times. It's like, Hey man, like, why is that? Obviously I want to explore and find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he told me some generic stuff, which I didn't believe. Um, and then, you know, I kept going and kind of, you know, showed him some things that would tip the scales for him. Yeah. And he, uh, he said on one, it's like, Hey, look, you know what? Like, if this is your choice, I'm always around, hit me up, man. I'll see you at wrestling practice. And he walked away. But uh, my new boss that's here now, him and I like sat together and he was like, pretty sure it's because you took forever to send his med docs up. And I was like, yeah, because his buddy cleared into the pulley, but he's not. And uh, I, I pretty much figured it out. And, and that for me was like, I got no matter, just like you say, Benny, no matter what you have, like send everything just yeah. to show that you're working it. And then for me, it was just, just, just keep working. I know that's really shitty to say, but like, no, just keep yeah, working, and, like really it, keep working. And, and and it's also it's not so it's not shitty to say, right? It, it's because you and but that's why when it comes to recruiting duty, man, being open and honest is the best policy. You have to let everybody know how things are working, right? And especially in today's age, where like especially with this, like you're saying, this kid's friend became a poolie, he didn't. And now that could potentially be a problem, right? Like that could be a huge problem. And that's why like you always got to be careful of stuff like that because like with the buddy program and stuff like that, it's like, dude, and that's why like when it comes like the buddy program, you always got to brief that. Like, hey, listen, man, I, I don't know that the two of you are qualified. Um, so let's get to that part before, before we even discuss the buddy program, because if one of you contracts and the other one doesn't, I can't do anything about that. Right. And I'm going to yeah. be here to do that for you, but that's a huge thing. Right. But being open and honest is going to be the biggest thing because explaining to people, you know, Hey, this is how the process works. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of recruiters, even their first year, their first 10 months, I feel like a lot of people don't. And I, and I'll be real. I think that we don't get enough training on it. I don't think people have a good understanding on how to clearly 
explain the MEPS to like the whole process of applicant to contract to pulley to shipping. I think because I've heard a lot of people explain it and I'm like, dude, you're leaving out a lot of stuff. And and realistically, you don't want to leave anything out because you want to show them every single part of it. Because then if something happens that you didn't tell them, then they're like, wait a minute, what else? Now they're looking for something else to happen. Right. So I think like that's a huge part of it is being open and honest from the jump. And also understanding that, like, dude, there's so many variables in play that we never had back when I was on recruiting duty the first time. So now there's so many things that you just can't you can't expect. And, you know, and, and that's why it's important, you know, to chase the docs, to get everything you can get, be, you know, be open with everything and, and tell mom and dad, like, hey, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need this. And you got and that's why, you know, we were talking about this yesterday at all hands. But this is why it's important. <laughs> even more so than ever before to get the buy-in of the influencers because once yeah. a kid's DQ on deck, man, like you're going to have to get those parents on board to help you get the medical records and you're going to have to help them get this because realistically speaking, if you don't have mom and dad on board or these influencers on board, once that kid gets DQ, they can drag their feet all day. They can be like, yeah. oh yeah, we couldn't find it, quote unquote. And that's why you got to make sure like everything that you do, you have to make sure that all of your hours are in and that you're doing it for that you're putting the right people in and you're doing all the right things. And it, and it does definitely put a damper on things. It makes this duty a lot harder than it used to be because now you're not just worrying about finding people. Now you're, now you're becoming somebody who now has to chase down documents and has to get this and get that. And, and that's why you, you also have to rely heavily on your station commander more than I ever think before. Um, because, you know, because now if you're running documents, then you're losing prospecting time and, and different things like that. But, you know, to go back to what you were saying, um, due to you don't mind having, if I put in on one thing, Yeah, though? of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So the influencers, you said, that's also yeah. important, too, because I'm, if you don't know, Houston is like the most south part of, of Texas, at least, you know, at least RS-wise. Uh, and some people say San Antonio, but I, I me personally, I think Houston. Um, and one thing is, too, is like, the maps to maps like it's it's the the process of enlistment may be long to them it seems like forever but to you it's like two-day process quick um get the influencers involved i have i'm in a very hispanic heavy area and you mm -hmm. guys know for those of you who don't know though um hispanic families like one they don't they don't fucking care about the military they hate it they don't want nothing to do with it and then two they all they know is what they know from where they're from yep. so the u.s military is very good and you know way better than other countries, but they think like they're going to go to die. Yeah. You need to, the thing I've been doing that I didn't do my first or second year, but I'm doing now is especially if I have a senior, Hispanic senior or something like that. I'm like, Hey man, congratulations on your next step, but let's still go let, right now. You and me, let's go talk to mom and dad. Let's talk about your decision because if I can get ahead of the influencers, there's no reason that that kid, if that kid backs out and I've already talked to mom and dad and they're on board with it, there's something deeper that I didn't get with the kid. But if I already make that a commitment with the kid and he's like, I'm all about it. And I did not talk to his influencers, then I'm already losing out on something that would pull him in. Cause if yeah. mom and dad's on board, I, nine out of 10 times that kid is going to go to maps and contract. Yeah. hundred percent dude. And that's, and that's the <clears> thing too, man, when it comes to the influencers piece, like a lot of people are different, have a difference opinion of this. Again, this is just opinion based things. Right. And me, if you don't, 
if there's a someone who's between the ages of like let's be honest like 18 20 years old dude and they commit and you don't get the buy-in of everybody else around them then to me you don't have anything and and i say this because like dude in today's generation dude it's not like it used to be man like back in the day 18 year olds 19 year olds dude they made decisions and they no one else cared they it would now everybody's involved in these decisions man like you've got to get everybody on board like and i've and i've noticed that now in my six months being back man like dude i've had i've had kids legit commit break down in tears and i'll be real back in the day if i had a kid break down in tears in the interview that was my that was my sign like i knew like i got this kid is joining he's good bro i've had four or five kids grown like literally graduates in 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 um community college break down in tears in the interview and ghost me the next day and and some of them i had most of them i had them call their number one influencer i was like hey man you just decided to become a marine who is going to be the only person in your life that cares about this decision like who do we need to call right now and my the guy was like, "Hey, my my grandpa. I had to call my grandpa. I was like, "All right, bro, let's get it. Let's go. Get him on the phone right now." Got grandpa on the phone. I got on the phone with grandpa. I spent fifteen minutes on the phone with grandpa, and he's like, "All right, well, you know what? We'll come in tomorrow. We'll sit down. We'll talk about it, bro." Never heard from him, the kid, the grandpa, nothing again, right? And I bring this up because. In today's world, you got to talk to everybody. You everybody's in on these decisions, and 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 if you don't, you're you're gonna screw yourself over. And especially when it comes to a high school senior, man. Like, I think especially when you're a, when you're a first year recruiter, man, y'all fall in love with these kids. And I don't I don't mean that in a neg- in a negative way, oh, yeah, like yeah, some yeah. crazy <laughs> shit. No, I mean like when you're a brand new first year recruiter and you don't have that effort mentality. When a kid, when a night, when a 17 year old, 18 year old young man or woman is like, yes, I want to be a Marine. You're ready. You're, you're a bright eyed and bush tail. You're going to tell your boss, you got a committal. And then immediately it's like, okay, well, did you talk to the parents? Did you, did you get PC set up? Did you get this? No. Okay. Well then you don't have anything. None of those things matter right now because until you speak to mom and dad and until you have it in writing, that means nothing to me because you'll notice this as you're, especially now that we're in October and we're going through that senior year. You're going to notice, dude, you'll have so many 17-year-olds say yes to you. They'll say it all, all the time. But then when you start saying, okay, hey, let's start the process. What do you – now all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have, you know, I have my whole senior year. Why would I do it now? It's only October. You know, and now you got to get and, – and that's why you got to get those influencers on board. So you immediately, like you said, get them in on the buy-in. Get them in on the decision so that when – whoever it is, you know, if they do, God forbid, begin to back out. Now you can be like, well, hold on a minute. And you call mom. Hey, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so, you know, like me just happened to us, dude. I had a kid sit down with me the other day at a high school committed. And I was like, Hey man, I was like, all right, do you want to be a Marine? He was like, yes. And I like I, at first he was like, yeah. So I, I didn't feel like that strong committal. So yeah. I, and I was in the guidance counselor's office. So I asked him again and he was like, yeah, bro. And I was like, listen, first of all, that's not how we're going to speak. Right. So immediately nipped that in the butt. But I was like, listen, man, 
I was like, this is a huge decision. You know, we got to get mom and dad on the phone. He was a Hispanic cat. And I was like, you know, but I need to understand, like, do you want to be a Marine? And he goes, yes, a thousand percent. And I was like, oh, damn, really? He goes, a thousand percent. Like, ain't nothing going to stop me. I was like, okay, okay. So I put him on the phone with my boss. My boss, is, he's Mexican too. So they start chopping up on the phone. He commits to my boss. He's like, all right, well, and I tell my boss, I'm like, hey, here's his, I get the kid's mom's cell phone number, the dad's cell phone number. I'm like, hey, as soon as I leave the school, I want you to, I tell my boss, call the parents. They speak Spanish. Let them know we're coming over to get PCs today. And the mom immediately was like, yes, I have everything ready. Like mom was like all about it. But then something ended up coming up. So we were like, hey, we'll schedule it for tomorrow. Um, so the next day we go to the school, we go to the house and I'm sitting there. I only speak English. So there's three people speaking Spanish and I'm just sitting there like this for like 45 minutes. Like I have no, <laughs> no habla. And I see smiles and then I see like awkwardness and like all this stuff. And then the boss go, my boss just looks at me and he goes, he's not ready to sign. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And I just look at him and I'm like, Bro, what do you mean? And he's like, his dad said he wants him to hold on. He said he's not ready. He's a little nervous. And then I hear the word football, right? Spanish soccer, Spanish for soccer. So immediately yeah. I'm like, oh, he plays soccer. What they don't know, what mom and dad don't know, is that he he did horrible on the math portion of the, of the East, and he's not doing good in math class. So I look at my boss, and I'm like, hey, let him let his dad know that I found him a tutor for math. So I hear Spanish, you know, whatever, matematica and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he go, he, the dad looks at me and he goes, no bueno matematica. And I was like, no, sir. And he looks at his son and he goes, no more football. So, so now immediately the mom and dad understand that, hey, I went to the school and I got this kid a tutor. I got two tutors. I found out the dates, the times. I found that all this. So now mom and dad were bought in like they were like wait a minute like you care about my son's education and him graduating and passing and immediately the kid was just like he was tight because now he his dad just said you're not playing football no more and but i got the parents to buy in and now mom is reaching out to my boss we got him a study guide we got him you know he's going to this to the math class for the tutoring and that's why it's so important man because a lot of these kids aren't passing and if we don't get the influencers in the school and the influencers at home, then they're never going to pass. But if you get everybody to buy in to the Marine Corps policy and, and what we're doing as Marines, then they're going to have a belief system in us. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, one thing, too, is for those that really get really upset about you get the senior that commits and ready to go in the high school and then. I don't know where he's like, no, I don't want to do it. And maybe you get ahead of the influencers. Maybe you kind of like dig deeper and find out what like the reasoning is. Uh, one thing that I learned because it actually really, really helped me this summer. Summers have been good for me, you know, knock on wood. I don't want this summer to be bad. But um, this summer was good for me because even those that initially said they committed, but they kind of backed out, I maintained that relationship. Um, because even, even let's say mom and dad aren't about it, the kid, maybe, maybe even the kids aren't about it, but you maintain good relationship. You're like, yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, sir. Like, I understand, you, you know, you have these feelings about the military or, Hey man, I, I understand like the military, you may not feel like it's the move for you right now in your senior year. If you maintain that relationship, you build rapport with them. 
um, and you continue to engage with them, showing them that you care, even if they said no initially, um, they're going to come back to you. Uh, it's happened to me in the summer. Actually, uh, one of my, two of my kids just graduated boot camp uh, this Friday, and they were people that I was working for a heavy amount of time. And they finally said, hey, this summer, like they, they went down and they fucking, they went to boot camp. Uh, it's, that's, that's really important for first year and two years. And even three year recruiters is like, you really just, just bro out with these kids. Like, obviously, you know, you're the authoritative figure, um, but like match and mirror in your area. Like don't, cause t- they, some of them really don't know some do, but they think you're just a cop and they're intimidated. They don't like, but if you build rapport with them, hang out with them, like get to know what they like to do and just be that like individual to them you're bridging that gap between adult and like basically one of their friends. And if they see that they're going to remember, Hey, that recruiter, he was really cool with me. He cared about me. He wanted to listen to my goals. And you know, I didn't work out initially, but fuck like shit. I might actually, I don't know. Things working. I'm going to be a Marine. Um, and that's something that's really big too. That got me successful in the schools is when I walk into like Dobie high school, one of my biggest P ones, my favorite P one too. Uh, sorry, Claire Lake, but uh, Dobie's like my, my biggest, school i go in there and like every single kid dabs me i can't walk out of that school without getting dabbed up and like i name me a recruiter that's like that in every schools i'm sure they're out there but not every recruiter i go in there and like these kids walk up to me like what's up staffs are wrong and they dab me up and they're like hey man and they'll talk to me about shit i talked to them about last week and i'll sit i won't walk away i won't say hey man that's cool i'm gonna go talk i'll sit there for two minutes and talk like i get my boss gets a note sometimes he's like hey man where the hell were you he's like Gunny, I was in my school. He's like, you've been there for a minute. Like, yeah, I'm talking to teachers. I'm talking to parents. I'm talking to kids. I'm hanging out. And that that carries weight because even if the influencers aren't about it, even if the kids aren't about it, if you maintain that relationship, it pays dividends. Just like I said, it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. No, 100%, bro. And especially when it comes to like, even once you're out and about. Like once you're like you're not in the school, right? I had I, I was at an event recently and one of my teachers, my one of my guidance counselors, her kid goes to a rival school and it was one of our offices schools. So I was at the game for the rival school and I saw her and immediately she was like, don't tell nobody I'm here. Like she made it, you know, into a joke. But my commanding officer was there. So I introduced her. I was like, oh, hey, miss so-and-so. This is my commanding officer. And and like immediately I'm and I call I, I saw her. I was like, hey, what's going on, ma'am? So like even though she was out of the school, it was still another time. And that's what it is, man, is because then what starts happening is these guidance counselors, they start sending you emails of potential students and they'll start recruiting for you in the schools because yeah. they know when you see them, it's not always Marine Corps jargon. It's not always Marine Corps talk. It's, Hey, how are you? How's your kids? Oh my, or I'll show them pictures of my kids, what we did over the weekend and and different stuff like that. And, and immediately when you start walking into the school and they start knowing you by name and they're like, Oh, Hey, how are you? How's your daughter? How's your son? You're not, you're not just a recruiter anymore. You're a normal human being. And it's the same thing when you're walking into delis and you're walking into stores and people start knowing you. And and now you're a a representative and and people see you in a different light, you know, because I'll be real. There's some of y'all who are recruiters. And when you go to the school, 
immediately people are like, oh, damn, the Marine Corps recruiters here, bro. Let's get out of the class. Hey, let's go to the bathroom. Hey, let's get out of the lunchroom. So now, and it's because all you do is talk about the Marine Corps every chance you get, right? And and I'll be real, like you were saying, talk about whatever. So like, for instance, myself sat down at a lunchroom table a couple weeks ago and like this kid, like I could tell this kid was high as hell. Like, so I sat down with him and I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, dude, you, I was like, you rocking right now. And he was like, he was like, what are you talking about, bro? I was like, bro, you, I was like, yo, you know what I know that you know that I know. And he was like, nah, bro, shut up, shut up. And I was like, bro, I'm not going to tell you guidance counselor, bro. I'm like, it's all right, bro. It's, it's okay. And he's like, bro, what are you talking about? And I was just like, dude, you're good. And he's like, yo, you know, I'm I was like, yeah, bro. I'm like, it's, it's obvious as hell. Like. And I and I just started laughing with him. I started talking to him about whatever. And he was like, "Yo, you chill, bro." And then like, and I was like, "Yeah, man." And and I just started talking to him as a normal freaking human being. And and then immediately, a couple of days later, one of my pulleys hits me up with a referral, and he's like, "Oh, this is the dude that I was talking to at my lunchroom table, y'all. What up?" And it became <laughs> like this entire. It, it was totally different, but like it wasn't. And that's the thing about it, right? And and like you said, man. Like, you still have to maintain that professional level. But at the same time, like, if you only walk around as this professional person who doesn't, who who just walks around Marine Corps, Marine Corps, Marine Corps, ain't nobody want to be that way. And the minute you start doing that, then immediately they think that that's going to be their life and that they can't have a normal day. And they can't, like, people say to me all the time, like, I've had people on that I've phoned, that I've made TCs to. I say bro all the time. And I'll just say bro to somebody on the phone. And they'll be like, bro, you're not a Marine saying bro. And I'll be like, why not? Like, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, all I say is I call my wife bro. And they <laughs> and then the kid was like, I don't believe it. And then I saw him in the school the next day and I was in uniform and I was like, yo, what's good, bro? And he was like, Oh, wait, like that's really I was like, Yeah, that's how I speak. Like, that's that's it. But um what something I want to ask you, man, is that like going into um going into it, man, like uh when you think about like how did you find yourself in the position to have that not a give a fuck factor, right? Because a lot of people and now mind you, you gotta understand this for the new guys out there and for the command members who are listening, and no, it's it's not necessarily that you have this no you no longer have a give a fuck factor factor it's that your give a fuck their meter has changed you still care but you yeah. can't lose what you don't have right exactly. and yeah. you know the 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 guy who just came in everybody is a everyone who says yes i believe in them but sometimes bro if a no show no shows then like bro i'm on to the next one i'm on to the next one so how how do you see that that happened that, that transpired that 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 your attitude and your office's attitude changed because in my opinion once you have that attitude shift it makes the duty easier it it makes the job a lot easier a hundred percent i um now mind you it wasn't something that came up on my own entirely i'll thank the other recruiters in my office uh that they've been here three months longer than me but we're all three we're all three years at this point um and they had a good bond with each other and it slowly grew like I, we all know each other's quirks and everything but um 
I mean, I'll throw his name out. There. Actually, no, he probably doesn't want me to throw his name out there. But um, <laughs> where he he basically he told me one day. I think it was like I think it just passed my three month eval, and I was like really upset about like these kids just bailing out on me. And he's like, Roan. And I was like, What, man? He's like, Dude, you just gotta like just fuck it, dude. And I'm like, What 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 are you talking about? He's like, Just fuck it. Like he didn't commit. He's like, No, like all my kids backed out. I really don't got nothing this month. It's like, Fuck it. I'm like, what are you trying to say? He's like, dude, like, we're only here for three years. There's plenty more kids out there. Shit, he might even come back. Fuck it. Just fuck it, man. What's going to happen? You're going to die tomorrow? He's like, no. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know if I get in a car and I die. But he's like, no, that's what I meant. He, he like, are you, is your life going to be over if that kid says no? No. Then, then just fuck it, dude. Yeah. And then from there, I, I kept thinking about it. And as we go on, like, we have a good bond in our office. We all laugh. Uh, our new recruiters fucking he's awesome like he's he's got a fucking hilarious laugh that'd make anybody go on the floor laughing but like we literally created a bond off of just this fucking mentality it's like kid just no shows fuck it like for me like i'll create the follow-up three months from now like i'm supposed to and then i don't text him nothing he doesn't show he doesn't whatever i call him the three months from now he answers and then he actually comes in like for me it's just just for me to really understand it is when i realize like oh if the kid doesn't commit and you know i'm still here tomorrow i'm good you know obviously yeah. i don't want to write a nut that month yeah yeah but I, I i obviously like realize like my life isn't over just find the next one just find the next dude one. and that's and that's the thing about it man it, it is like people have it's like depending on when people will say hey man we have to keep standards and and we gotta make sure you put the best people in the marine corps raw and and then you have people who when someone goes ghost they'll go find that kid dude Let's understand this, right? If someone ghosts, they ghosted. Like if, and I say this all the time and not everybody agrees with me. If I, right, I'm married, but let's say before I was married, right? Young Marine. Um, and, and say I went to the bar and I met this chick and she gives me her number. We go out and then, you know, we have, a, we have a good night or whatever. And then she says, Hey, tomorrow, right? I go to her house or whatever. And then tomorrow she says, hey, let's go back out tomorrow night. We'll meet at the same bar, same time, and, and have a good night, right? If tomorrow night came and I went to the bar and it was like 8 o'clock and she wasn't there. And then at like 8.05, she still wasn't there. If I went to her house and was like, oh, well, I know where you live. And I knocked on the door immediately. Oh, yeah. like Exactly, right? But if we do that in any other situation, it's okay. It's completely okay. No, dude, get the hit, right? Now, mind you, I understand that sometimes you have things where people are like, oh, well, I forgot or I overslept. Dude, if those are the cases, then they're going to be there tomorrow. Right. And, and 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 the thing is this. And like you said, because too many times when you become the guy or the girl or whoever, what sex you are as a recruiter and you keep hitting up the people who keep telling you no then you're going to be the recruiter who keeps hitting up the people who told you no. And that's going to get around to everybody. Like, dude, they don't stop bothering you. Once you come in the office, they won't leave you alone. Once you say no or once you say yes, no. Once that person says yes to an appointment and if they don't show up, dude, it's okay. Now, mind you, if you shoot them a text, you give them a call, that's fine, whatever. Now, again, I'm not your ARI. I'm not your RI. If your RI is telling you to go do whatever, listen, go listen to them, right? This is just one man's opinion. This is another man's opinion. 
you're doing more harm than good. Absolutely. And 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 like you said, once you stop that, then they're gonna come to you, and they're mm-hmm. gonna and 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 then, and if you just hit them up every couple of months, and you're just like, hey man, you know, I I know we never sat down that day, dude. It is what it is. Don't even bring it up. Don't even bring up that you had an appointment. Just be like, hey dude, I wanted to see how you're doing, man, to see how school was going, see how grandma was doing, whatever the last conversation was. That's why we have comments and the and you know, in our pool, in our pack cards, in our working file. And just have those comments that you can just go, oh, hey, dude, you know, hi, I just want to see how you're doing. Because if you don't do that, you're going to lose so many more people than you would have if you just moved on. And I'll be real, dude, like this happened in my office a couple of days ago. And um, there were, I'll be real. I'm a, I'm a very blunt person. And I'm trying to be a lot less blunt depending on the situation, but it's hard because that's just who I am. Right. I'm the same but way. I, but I am trying to, to make some adjustments um, because I've been asked to, but this young man came in the office and before the interview, before the, before the appointment, the kid was going to be a no show. So he called the the recruiter, called him. The kid was like 30 minutes late. Recruiter called him and the kid was like, Hey man, I'm, I'll, I'll be real with you. I'm just not interested. He was like, I'm just not interested. So then him and the recruiter went back and forth on the phone for like 30 minutes. And the kid agreed to come in. So immediately after a 30-minute phone call of the kid, now I immediately was like, bro, this kid doesn't want to come in. He's just coming in to come in so he can shut you up and leave you and that you'll leave him alone. That's the only reason why he's coming in the office. So I go out. I do whatever I had to do. I had to get a haircut or whatever. I come back, and the kid's in the East Room. And I could see plain as day that this kid's not taking East seriously whatsoever. Like he's got his, he's not even writing notes down. He's chilling like back like this. Like he's not taking it serious whatsoever. So I just look at him in the middle of the test and I'm just like, hey, dude, I'm like, bro, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to. I was like, nobody's forcing you to be here. I was like, you drove over here. You said you were going to come. I was like, dude, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be. And I was like, let me guess. And I said this exact to him. I was like, let me guess. You're not even taking it seriously. He was like, nah. And he shrugged his shoulders. So then he, I went to the changing room. I went into our closet. I changed over. I came out the closet. And he had just finished. Got like a 10. And the kid looked smart. Like, the kid didn't look dumb. He didn't. He wasn't like, Duh. So he, he failed. And the recruiter was talking to him. And I just looked at him. And I was like, hey, man. I was like, stop wasting our time, bro. I was like, all you're doing right now is wasting our time. I was like, you have no interest. You only came in. I was like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I was like, you only came in here so he would stop calling you. You would fail the test, and then he would tell you you're disqualified, and then in hopes that he'll never call you back. And he didn't answer me. He was just like, uh, uh. And I was like, bro, it's okay. And then I was like, oh, well, what's your plan? And he was like, well, I'm a, I'm gonna do this, and I got a business plan with my family and all this shit. And I was like, okay, so right now you're good. Like, you think you're perfectly fine. Ain't nothing going to change that. He was like, yeah, no. So he got all mad at me. And he was like, and like, he, he, and I said, listen, man, I don't want you to misconstrue me. I was like, I'm not saying that you're a horrible person or that your plan isn't trash, whatever. I'm just telling you right now that we all have pride in what we do. And we're trying to give you a better opportunity at life. And we're trying to help you. And instead of you taking it seriously, you came in here, you wasted our time, you purposely failed the test, and now you're mad that I'm calling you out on it. 
And then he ended up, you know, recruiter talked to him, whatever, built some more rapport, and then they left, right? And I say all of this because you can't be afraid to say these things to these kids. Because at the end of the day, like, we are the Marine Corps. And if you're not going to be able to talk to a young man or woman, I'm not saying disrespect them, but if they're going to come into the office and waste your time, and this is what I was explaining to the recruiter. I was saying this, too. I was like, listen, man, you got to understand this. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. And again, this is my opinion, nothing more. Think about how much time goes into one appointment. Not an interview, not a contract. How much time did it take to set one appointment? How many hours of phone calls? How many hours of AC contacts? So if some, if you're going to put all those hours into getting an appointment, and that person wastes your time, let them know. Let them know that they wasted your time. Like, bro, like, because because I'm I'm in the business of changing people's lives, and you just took time away from somebody else's life that I could have changed, and instead you're sitting here failing a test on purpose, and that's what I'm saying, man. Is like you got to be open and honest with these kids because if you're not, then they're just gonna waste your time. And now, yeah. listen, some people maybe maybe I am the recruiter in the AO who's an asshole, maybe, but guess what? There's people out there who will say, you know what? I, I, there's people who I've put in the Marine Corps who will tell you that they joined the Marine Corps because I told them the bold-faced truth. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing you said uh, in a couple episodes ago that I, I mean, I was using it a little bit earlier, um, is like you, you, you got to be blunt with them, but like be respectful. You know, like uh, I'll have a couple kids. Uh, like I one not too long ago, I sat down with them. Um, so his buddy wanted to join from the cross country team and uh, he's, he's about to go. I just had to finish his complex stuff, um, but he's going to go. But he said, I have his buddy I ran with wants to do it. And uh, I sat down with him in the school and I, I really didn't have to do much with throwing tags. Like kid was committed. I was like, all right, man, like just make sure, let me like make sure I cover all that we talked about. And then it's like, Hey, let's talk to mom and dad that day. I want to talk to mom and dad. Mom and dad were all about it. And then like three days later, he's like, yeah, man, I can't show up. Mom and dad are like, they like bitched me out, kicked me out. Like, I can't do this, follow this. And I talked to his girlfriend. I talked to mom and dad. They're all about it. Um, and like, I dived deep, but I didn't dive deep with him so much. I talked like, I, I he wouldn't let me talk to mom and dad. So I, I knew that was a flag right there. I think he was just trying to hide something. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I talked with the, his girlfriend because I was in the lunchroom in the cafeteria and I saw her and I said, hey, Maya, what's going on? Like, um, how y'all doing? And I, I tried to talk to her and like build rapport. He's like, hey, you know, since I'm here, like, what's going on with Anthony? And she's like, um, he just doesn't want to do it. And I was like, that's crazy. Okay. So I talked to mom and dad, and it, they're not like the gender advisor. No, like, they don't care. They, he just doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, you, you're serious, right? He's like, no, I, I, I understand. I think it's shitty how he's racing your time like this. Uh, now, most people, like, especially as Marines, like, we're like, oh, I'm going to fuck that kid up. Like, for me, it wasn't like that. I was like, okay, um, I, you know, I, I'll take your word for it. Um, I even asked his friend who's joining. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to do it anymore. So I see him and I text him, like, hey, man, I need to holler at you in the school. Come see me in the cafeteria. And then, you know, I didn't really say anything bad. I was like, what's up, Anthony? And dad, I was chilling with them for a little bit, saying, hey, how's work? And I was like, hey, man, like, um, be honest with me, bro. Like, you know, matching and mirroring. I ain't trying to be in a, like a big authoritative figure. I'm just growing out with him. I said, hey, bro, like, be honest with me, man. Like, you want to be a Marine or not? He's like, no, I do. I was like, no, like dead ass. Like, just tell me I'm not going to be upset, bro. Do you want to be a Marine or not? He's like, 
ah, man, I don't know. I got this really good deal with the plants and it just kind of scared me, you know? And, and I was like, okay. Like, and I, I, I hit it a little bit and I, I battled it. Um, and, uh, and I found out what the reason was is like, look, man, like I get, you don't want to be a Marine, but like, how would you feel if someone wasted your time and mm-hmm. lied to you straight to your face? Like, oh, I'd probably be pretty pissed at him. I was like, you essentially did that to me, man. Like, if you're going to want to succeed in life, you can't just tell me your mom and daddy about it and then just beat around the bush. Tell me you want to be a Marine. Like, like you got to be honest with me. And sometimes being blunt with that, like it, it, he, when I said that to him, he's like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like I'm gonna keep you in my contacts, but like, I shouldn't have done that. I fucked up. Um, but if things don't work out after graduation, I'll hit you up. And I still talk to him to this day. I still big report to him. I, I dab him up in the hallway, but I was blunt enough to tell him he fucked up in a way, but I wasn't a dick about it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Hey man, like, like, don't lie. Like, how would you feel if someone did this to you? I'm sure you wouldn't feel that great. Like, at least be honest with me. I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it carried out really well. Like he still talks to me. He text he literally texted me this weekend. Just like mm-hmm. seeing I was going to pop in the school on Monday. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was blunt enough where I didn't scare him, but I was like, Hey man, like I ain't that kind of run a mill guy. You can just fuck around with, you know? Um, and that goes yeah. a long way, like maintaining that relationship, essentially. Dude, and that that exact same thing happened to me the other day. I walked, um, I was on the college campus, and uh, I had my college shirt on, and the, it says Marine Corps recruiter on it. And I walked by this dude, and of course I was gonna AC him, but I was just like, "Hey, what's going on, brother?" And he immediately, all he said to me was, "Bro, I already talked to your other dude." And I, I was like. I was like, dude, I was just saying good morning to you. Like, I didn't even say nothing, bro. I was like, I'm like, I was like, damn, it's like that. And he was like, oh no, 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 I, I didn't mean it like that, bro. He's like, you know, I'm sorry about that, you know. So I ended up just taking a seat with him. I just started going back and forth with him, and um, so he was like, oh, so what do you do? How long you been in? Sort of, you know, building conversation with him, and then he said, I forget his exact words, but as he said. He said, yeah, you know, I, I I would do the military, but, you know, if if everything else failed. And and I just looked at him and I laughed. I was like, <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, no, nah, that's nothing. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, what? I was like, bro, let me ask you a question. I was like, pretend you do something for 15 years of your life. I was like, right now you're 20. I was like, but pretend you're 35 years old. And you've been doing this profession for 15 years. And then somebody looks across the table at you and goes, ha, I would do what you do if it was the last resort. I was like, how, how would that make you feel? And he was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I was like, I was like, bro, there's no other way that you could have meant it. I was like, you're literally telling me that what I do and have done for the past 15 years is a last option for you, is a last resort for you. And I was like, but you know what I think is funny? Whatever his name was. Uh, I was like, uh, let's say call him Ben. I was like, you know what? What I think is funny, Ben, is that you want everything I have. I was like, you're going to college right now, and you everything I have, you want guaranteed job, guaranteed pay, guaranteed medical, dental, a family, a house, a mortgage, pay. I was like, every single thing that I have right now is what you want. And I was like, but what's even funnier is that you probably don't even qualify to be a Marine. And you're telling me that my job opportunity is the last resort. And then he's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And I was like, I was like, so then what did you mean? 
And then immediately he was like, oh, well, you know, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not saying I would never be interested. He's just like, just not right now. And I was of like, course. oh, okay. So now the whole entire thing happened, right? The whole entire thing changed around. And, and you know, and, and that's the thing about it, man. Like you said, man, it's a, and I'll be real. I'm still learning it. It's something that, I, that I'm refining because sometimes I can be, sometimes I can be way over the top and too much. Um, and sometimes, you know, I need to relax and come back and be like, you know what? Hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get heated like that. Um, but I think that it comes with time. And, I, and and being off of duty for two years, you know, I, I haven't touched rec- like this type of recruiting. It's very different what I was doing. So it's like refining it, bringing it all back. But what I would say lastly, man, is just what what's some some tips or, or some thoughts that you have for those guys um, that are in there like – you know, just getting out of their MOJT process, still trying to figure it out. Like, what what suggestions do you have um, building up and and, to, and going into your third year? Uh, so yeah, I know we're getting a little late, but uh, definitely, um, first and foremost, I know you heard it plenty of times, guys, but uh, just fuck it, man. Like, don't lose your mind over a kid that doesn't want to do it. Either they're gonna come back, or they're gonna give you somebody that's gonna want to do it. Um, they don't. Like, I, I have this kid who calls me every now and then, and I'll grab some food with him. And I know some people think that's a waste of time, but, like, I'm slowly, like, putting the – planting the seed for him to to do it. Just don't don't get so overstrung over people that don't want to do it. The biggest thing for me um, is just – the key takeaways is um, making sure you guys are – you know, you're heavily in your community. I said it before, but it's so important is that it's nice to be important, but it really is more important to be nice, like – obviously like you're are the important figure in your community but like use that in a way that makes people like you talk to them be nice like one thing i didn't talk about with schools that i'm sure a lot of you may or may not want to do but i would highly look into doing it every now and then is like find out what your influencers like like your schools like coffees or whatever and just hook them up every other day i come into my school i know the coffee for every single teacher i give it to them i don't even need to check in anymore they literally like, oh, no, no need for Dame Talk, uh, Josh. Go ahead. I'll see you later, man. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. D- don't need to get it. Don't even need to sign in. Just go do what you want to do. Um, and all I do is every now and then I'll five bucks to Starbucks, drop them off a Coma Macchiato. Um, I every teacher that they class talk for, I know what they like. I go talk to them. I get it. Some of you don't want to spend money, but like your SDA pay is obviously not meant for that, but it can be used to build the area that you're in. Um, I'll hook, I literally came in the other day uh, for one of the APs, the assistant principal who uh, went to my education workshop, by the way, um, and I, I bring her food. She's a foodie. And she literally texts me, hey, this one kid, he's a little troubled, but like I'm, he's qualified. I think he might do it. Uh, like things for you guys to understand is like whatever you do in your first year, it's going to pay dividends now. And to in fact, even the small things that your RS is preaching you to do, even your Mac, um, like the educators workshop like still sell everything you have in the Marine Corps in your AO. Like I had five last year go to the educators workshop. One of them has given me his son who's I'm still waiting for his context to finish. And he's going to go on deck. He's a grad alpha. Like, come on now. Like that's even though the educators workshop is not within your requirement. That's one building rapport in your AO. So someone can talk on behalf of the Marine Corps. And he gave me his son. His son yeah. literally said, college fucking sucks. I don't want to do it anymore. I think the military is a bet. I sold him in his classroom. He's ready to go on deck. 
things that I would say that I want to leave on a good note is, is just take care of the people that you work with and just go before, before you get into that, um, cause I don't want to forget about it. What, as somebody who's been out there for the past two years, going into your third year, what, what's worked for you when it comes to the CDR program, PRASP, police and stuff like that when it comes to getting getting the referrals discharges and stuff like that like can you talk a little bit about that piece actually i was going to cover that so um one of my notes is just taking care of your p raspers and your p tatters um depending on the reporter you had dealt with them when they're pulleys uh is big but it's just incentivizing um these kids don't they want as much as ever is just time off to show off their marines one thing that I do is I know you all heard it before is like, oh, get an appointment, you're off for the day, get a contract, you're off for the week. Like, do more than that. Like, hey, if you make this amount of TCs, all right, go go do your thing. Um, one thing that I do with with um P rasters and P tatters is which some other recruiters they do, and I'm sure my boss, if you listen to this, is gonna get upset, but like if they hit a requirement for me, like let's say, hey man, if you give me three contacts in the school today, go the fuck home. Like, obviously I'm not expecting them to be me. I, mm-hmm. I'm a senior Marine. I'm a staff NCO. I have recruiting experience. They yeah. never went to BRC. I don't expect them to be me, yeah. but I expect them to know the kids and bring them to me. When they do that, I reward the fuck out of them. Yeah. I had well, one guy, one of my Marines, he was here last month. And he brought me two kids or appointments. But like before that, I had to, I had to get them to be appointments. He brought me two kids just to talk to in the school. I was like, Hey man, I appreciate it. And he's like, Hey, when do you want, when do you want me back in the office? I was like, um and as i'm putting the pull-up bar back in the van i was like i don't want you there he's like what do you mean he's like go home i was like are you serious like yeah you've got me two kids who i just need to call today and they'll be my appointment just go home man he's like oh like okay and what time do you want me back zero eight like for me is incentivized more than just this this thing with appointments and contracts yeah like to no, them, that's a big that's a big milestone like they're like oh shit like a contract like that's what you're trying to get exactly yeah and, and no you're right dude and and again you know <laughs> a, a biggest thing for me too is and I, this happened to me back a couple months ago i went and i did a talk at the reserve unit and we were trying to get some marines to come out on ra and the one of the biggest things no one was really listening and immediately i said hey everybody listen up i was like raise your hand right now if you if you remember coming home from boot camp and com- coming home in between that that mos time and you were in the office for about a month and they all raised their hand. And I was like, okay. I was like, keep your hand up if that time brings back horrible memories for you. And oh, everyone shit. and every one of their hands was raised. And I was like, put your hands down. I was like, listen to me. I, I pointed at my sergeant major. I was like, that's I was like, that man right there. I was like, trust me, you're not gonna be treated like that. I was like, listen, uh, especially if I'm your boss or if I'm in charge of you in my office. I was like, you will not be working recruiting hours. You're not getting SDA pay. You're not a sergeant. You're not a staff sergeant. You're not getting all that money. No. I was like, leave that out of here. And I was like, and guess what? If you are being treated like that, you will have his direct phone number. Call him. Because, and this is what people don't understand. The reason why you have Marines that are out in the fleet. Every Now, here's the thing. Again, this is a purely, purely, purely opinion-based, but I, I think it makes sense, right? One, like you said, how much pull, build, how much rapport did you build with them when you cre- when you met them and they were your pulley? That's number one. But number mm-hmm. two, how were they treated when they were home 
all as a PTATR or CDR or whatever program. Because exactly. if they were coming in Monday through Sunday and staying from 8 a.m. until 9 or 10 o'clock at night, then guess what? They never want to ever come back, and they will never return no matter what you tell them. So if you do not treat them the right way now, then they will never come back. And then when they get out there, they're going to tell all of their friends. And then think about the poolies that are in the pool. The poolies that are in the pool, when they see that PFC or Lance Corporal who's always there, they're going to be like, bro, I don't want to come home. Why would I want to do that? So if you're not incentivizing and treating them right and taking care of them and remembering that they're not, bro, y'all treat these dudes like, like, yo, there's recruiters who went through BRC who can't find a two appointments for tomorrow. But you expect the PFC, right? And that's the thing is like all you got to do is, hey, hey, listen, man, obtain names, obtain names. Hey, listen to me. Get me as many people as you can. Bring them in the office. Go pick people up. Go to the schools with me. Hey, you know what? Great job today. Come back tomorrow. And then that is going to take care of them. It's going to prove dividends to them. And then they're going to be and then their friends and family are going to see that. And then their mom and dads are going to see that. And all those people are going to see that. So you got to take care of these P-Tatters, these Prospers, and take care of everybody. And like you said, man, it's, it's all about being nice and being part of the community and taking and take them out. Take them to the restaurant. Take them to where they used to work. Take them back to the schools. Take them to the games. If you have a close, like me, I have a school that's like, it's not closed, but it's not open, right? And I get four visits a year. The, the guidance counselor is amazing, but the school just gives me four visits a year. So the other day I had a kid come home from boot camp, young man, and I didn't never thought this was going to happen. We went in there uh, and I had already had my table for the first quarter, so I couldn't do a table setup. So I was like, hey, we'll go over there and we'll say hi to her. So we went in. He said hi to her. She gave him this big old hug. She was like, oh, my God, it's so good to have a Marine alumni. She was like, Sassar Bennett, I'm sorry I'm not hugging you like this, but you're not an alumni. So, like, she was so happy to see him. And then he was like, well, hey, ma'am. She was like, he was like, I know I'm not supposed to. But he was like, you know, do you think I could go see Miss Mr. So-and-so? And she looked around and she was like, I'm not really supposed to do this, but all right, we'll go. So she brings us up to the classroom and the class and the teacher's like, Hey, do you want to do a class talk, sir? I was like, well, Yes, I do. So <laughs> yeah. he, so I'm just like, Yeah. So, you know, PFC Spampanato starts freaking talking to the class. I take over, and here I am doing a full-on freaking career talk, NROTC talk in a classroom in a school where I'm not supposed to be doing that. And it all happened because he knew one person who who knew another person. And then guess what? That trickled down to more people. I met another teacher who was a business teacher. And I was like, hey, I was like, my boss has a business degree from Purdue University. I was like, you know, I would love to have him come in and talk to your class about, you know, business and what he gained through the Marine Corps. And da, da, da. she was like, hey, I would love to. And it, and it all started off by me just taking a, one of my boot camp kit, my young Marines home. Just brought them to the school. And, and it, well, that's the thing is if you don't do these little things, they won't expand and become bigger things. No, I, I totally agree. Um, it's it's all about networking. And that's the beauty of your recruiting is someone's going to know somebody and that someone may change your life. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, 
that's kind of like all I, I, I really uh, have. I mean, there's a lot, but you know, it, it is a late, I know you got, you got kids. Uh, no. Oh yeah. They're already in bed, but yeah, t- tomorrow we got to get back at this grind, you know, but um, yes, yo. I got to get in bed <laughs> tomorrow. So yeah, baby. But um, hey, man. So listen, it was phenomenal having you back, bro. I know we've been talking about getting back and forth for quite a while. Um, hey guys, if you have questions for anybody, uh, um, for him or, or myself, you know where to hit me up on Instagram. Um, but also, most importantly, listen. Uh, right now, being real, there's 525 people who follow this podcast on Spotify. Okay. If you are watching this and you it's not right now, it's later on. If you're watching this on YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is, follow the account. Okay. The and the reason why I say that is because I have about I get about 500 listens for every episode. I know there's a heck of a lot more people that are on recruiting duty who who need to listen to this podcast. And listen, I don't get any money from this podcast, it is completely free, but the one thing that I can tell you, and just like my man Josh said before, this podcast has greatly helped him. And I've had I've had CEOs reach out. I've had sergeant majors reach out. I've had ARIs, RIs. I've had people who got who are out of the Marine Corps who are like, dude, I wish I had this podcast when I was on. Right. And the only thing that this is supposed to do, guys, is, is help your mental health. Talk about, hey, what are things that we can do that maybe I never thought of doing? What's working for you? So if you're listening to the podcast, share it. Let other recruiters know about it. Um, let people know what it's going to do because I, I know that it's working. And also, listen, guys, I'm back on the back. I purposely came back out here because I don't know how many people were like, if you love recruiting duty so much, go back. So here <laughs> I am, guys. But, um, hey, what last minute, what, what last words do you got, brother? Uh, so, uh, again, I appreciate it, Benny, um, everybody who's on the streets or hasn't, or maybe even looking to come out and, and listening to this podcast, uh, I appreciate everything. Hopefully I get to meet you guys. Um, for those of you that are wanting to find me, uh, my recruiting page is USMC underscore wrestler. I do run an infantry specific page called doctrinally sound. Um, I'm a pretty big guy with the infantry too. For those of you who are Maybe you want to meet me at some point a year from now. I'm looking to go to Victor 1-8 in Lejeune. So if you're going to be in Lejeune in a year, hit me up. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be around. But um, if you got any questions, just hit me up. I'm, I'm always available. Or talk to, to Benny, and he'll put you in the right direction to get in contact with me. Yo, I'm going to say this right now. Um, you're not going to go to 1-8. You're actually going to end up becoming an 8412 and putting your package through. I, I have thought about it. I really have. Uh, the the staff NCIC board is uh, November, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna go on it and see what goes on and see if uh, my my CEO is gonna is gonna put me on first. Wait a minute. Out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. 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 Before I know we were about to end this, but hold on. What the hell is a staff NCIC board? So uh, you guys don't have one. No. So um, in Houston, uh, I I don't know if it's anywhere else, but. Usually it's like a promotion board. You go on the board because there's a, you know, Houston's pretty competitive RS. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just put all people who want to be a staff UNC, staff UNC on a board. And they just, it's kind of like a murder board. They just want to see who you are. If you're, you know, credible enough to, to be put as a staff UNC. Mm. And then they, post for, they post results out. So when the Bro, results, I don't know when I the first, results hit. Dude, I like that. Bro, that is. I don't have bro, that. Nah, man. So yes. I'll, listen, um, I got to be careful of what I say and how I say things because I'm back on recruiting duty now. So 
what I will say is um, I would love that. I think that I think that across Mikrick, um, and I, and again, this is purely opinion based. I think that across Mikrick, there's people who have no no desire to ever become a station commander, and it's because we don't have things like this. When you when you have something like that, it makes people want to be a station commander more. When you make make when you make being a station commander on a pedestal like that, like hey, we're not going to just make anybody a station commander. We need to see who is is the guy. When you when you start molding people and you start training a gunners up to be that way, and you start looking at numbers and APRs and stuff like that. Then it it may it, it creates credibility to a station commander because again, not my RS, not every RS, not all Mikrick. We all know for a simple, very simple fact that they're station commanders who should have never been station commanders. Just like out in the Fleet Marine Corps, there's company gunnies who should have never been company gunny. Like it happens, right? But I, I think having something in place like that is freaking phenomenal. And I and I, I wish it was done in more places. I, I I would love to know who else does it. Um, but that's freaking I, dope, man. I think it might be just a lot of eighth Marine Corps issue. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. I'm sure I don't see why it's an issue because it's yeah, more no. of just uh but like we, that's yeah, dope. we we have a board and it's supposed to be next month. I'm gonna try to get on it. Um and and obviously I'm not like overly confident, but I wanna put my skills to the test and usually when you do the board the results come out like a month later and then they put you in a ranking of then it goes by rank so like if i'm at number one i'm the first to get a station second mm -hmm. and so forth right uh a lot of my peers that came out here with are bosses so it's not that i want to get out there and do it um because of them but i think it's just it's the next step but for those of you who are thinking about it being a boss also isn't just about how good of recruiters which it is 100 percent. like yeah but like it's admin it's how you deal with marines because like you're not dealing with 100%. You're not dealing with yeah. PFCs. You're dealing with fucking sergeants. Yeah, you're dealing office. with people's actually. Yeah, you're. It's dude, being a station commander is the hardest thing. I'll be real. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, you know, and I can't wait to go pat go be one again. Um, but yeah, dude, especially and you're right, man, because a lot of times you have people who are phenomenal recruiters and then you put them in the seat to be a boss and they freaking tank. And yes. it's like, dude, like if you can't lead Marines, if you, especially when you have an office of all of the people who are the same rank, it's, that's a huge test too. It's like, Oh shit, dude, we're all the same rank. What's going on right now. Um, mm -hmm. So it's definitely, there's, there's a lot, that's a whole nother episode, but um. But hey, man, listen, I I would love to see you as a station commander. I'd love to see you as an eighty four twelve, you know. And um, also, very last thing, very last thing, this is where I'm gonna end it. Yo, if anybody is wondering if Staff Sergeant Bennett, aka Benny, the podcast host of Sipper, sometimes wants to be an eighty four twelve, the only reason why I'm here on a second tour is to become an eighty four twelve. Okay, <laughs> it is there is absolutely no other reason. So. Um, and I say that because everybody keeps asking me that. Hey, do you want to be 12? Do you want to be 12? Um, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you should know that answer. That is the end all be all. That is my goal. It has been since I was a young Lance Corporal in 2011. Um, so hopefully one of these days I, I, I get to be that guy and, you know, we'll do an unveiling on an episode, you know. 
But um, hey, that'll be it. But uh, if you know anybody that you want on the episode, if you want somebody who you believe would be a great addition to guests, please let me know. Tag them. You know, send me their profile. Um, I would love to sit down with anybody, um, whether it's a command member, whether it's anybody, whether they're on the streets, off the streets, haven't been on yet or going to whatever. I want to talk to everybody and anybody just to get their stance on everything. But hey, thanks a lot, brother. I hope you have a great rest of the night and uh, have a great week and killed it. All right. Have a best one, man. Later, brother. Later.